You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Well, good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 86 of The Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is, well, it's March 28th. I believe we are Tuesday, if I remember correctly. It's been a weird sleep, unfortunately. But yes, and it's going to be a mixed sky day here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver A. And with me, as always, is my good friend, my constant companion, Mr. Grizzly. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Good morning, Kit Jen. Good morning, Kit Jim. Good morning, Kit Linda M. Kit Daniel. Kit Ellen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, We have a Tuesday morning nibble for you, but before we get started, well, let's say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask him, sir, how's your mental health today? Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. Um, I think my mental health is good, actually. yeah, did uh, did an ASMR last night. Discussed it. Um, you know, had a, had kind of a strange workday yesterday. But uh, sometimes technology fails, and when that happens, it just puts everything into a tailspin, as you well know from this <laughs> milieu, this this yes. medium, where when things go sideways, they can really throw your day off because so much of our our work life today is 
based around technology. Right, right. So when things go sideways, they can be troublesome and it can give you a headache. But uh, I managed to get through my work day and discussed it last night in, in the chat. So, yeah, um, looking forward to today. I got a very busy day in the office, multiple meetings I have to chair. Well, chair, I'm the tech guy, right? So, yeah. you know, uh, I'm not actually the chair. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> I don't want to mislead anybody. That would mean I would earn enough money to, you know, not live in abject poverty. But here's the thing. I'm looking forward to today. Oh, and I think it's going to be a good one. Well, just lots of meetings and uh, I enjoy my job. I enjoy being in the office. Uh, and, and I also enjoy having the two days to work from home as well. But I like the three days a week that I'm in the office. And it's been that way for over a year for me now. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the, the, the schedule and, and the, the work, work-life balance that I have. So, yeah, things are good. Things are good uh, mental health-wise. So, yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah, today's going to be a good day. How about yourself? How you doing? Did you, did uh, you, what you feeling, what you thinking, where you going, how you been? Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, my beaver sweetie's recovering well. Um, he's got a full weight bearing on his uh, on his leg and all that. Well, that's good. Walking. Um, yeah. Um, uh, last night was restless sleep mm. uh, on his part uh, because you know it's the ankle so if you're rolling to one side and rolling to another it's not comfortable <laughs> so uh so yes uh, i was uh, kept up a lot <laughs> with the movie as opposed to the other nights where he slept like a log mm. so i'm thinking that maybe like three or four days after surgery is maybe where some discomfort might start as some of the swelling starts to go down Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're in that phase. Uh, personally, I'm in a curling playoffs now. Oh, okay. We have uh, one match left on Wednesday uh, from our regular two-person stick, but all my other leagues are finished, and I'm waiting to hear about when we start playoffs in them. So I'm getting excited for that. Uh, and uh, rehearsals for the play that I just got cast in uh, start on the 17th, although I am... Uh, um, when they asked me whether or not I'd audition, I was just there. So I filled out the form, but it's mm -hmm. after I'd got the role that I came back and started looking at my calendar and realized I've got conflicts. Of course. That's, you know, that's I've got conflicts big time. Like the choir I sing with, we're recording an album. Oh, and, really? And yeah. And apparently we're on stage for two of the three recording days. So I'm rehearsing all of this for you. bit off more than you could chew, did you? Yeah, and it's not like they can change the show date. <laughs> no, you're SOL, so, brother. You're SOL. Yeah, I'm SOL. So, like, my best, my best uh, chance is to call the choir director and say, um, you know, on the Saturday when we have the only matinee we have, because usually they're in the evening, which I would have been able to record, but that particular Saturday is the matinee. Is it possible that we could record real early in the morning? <laughs> hmm. So at night. <laughs> well, if you don't ask, you don't receive, right? So hey, like this. Well, it's either going to be at nine or you know it has to be after six, right? Because on the last day you. Start strike the set as well and it's right. not like it doesn't matter who you are you could be the star of the show like mm -hmm. you could have people waiting for you uh when you're not part of the play you're part of the team it's like it doesn't matter if people drove 12 hours to come and see you it's like when it's time to strike the set you strike the set and they wait you're yeah, not special just, yeah no no that's, <laughs> it's just how it goes it's how yep. it goes part of the team uh so yeah yeah i'm a, i'm a, i'm a, as a, jen says busy beaver uh you know playoffs choir uh, play uh have a murder mystery coming up 
then the other play that uh, I got roped into, uh, roped into pleasantly, because it might be my, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get to tango in this one. See, um, that's coming up at the, in the end of April. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And then another play at the end of July. Arsenic and old lace. So I'm going to be a very, very busy beaver. And also. Arsenic and an old lace. How is that even possible? (laughs) Arsenic, your old face. Um, (laughs) uh, And uh, I'm really, 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 really excited about April 9th because I am going to see my favorite band in the world in concert. Depeche Mode. In Quebec City. Yes. And their new album is great. And their new single is great. Ghosts Again. It is literally. Literally, perfection. Has Depeche Mode been going since, what, 1979 or 80? I would say 80. Yeah, uh, but so at least 43, 80s, but, at, but, at least but 43 could, years. Yeah, but it could be late 70s too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, but it's uh, it's just, it's actually surprisingly upbeat because mm. the whole album is called Memento Mori and it's in honor of their uh, keyboardist, Andrew, Andrew Fletcher, who died. Right. Well, usually Depeche Mode is rather dark and dreary and moody and, uh, you know, in weird ways, yeah. the yeah. godfathers of goth. Yeah. For the sound. For the sound. For the sound, right? Um, I mean, goth has splintered in a million ways since the, since they first started, but they, they always had sort of that gothic, uh, dark, dreary, depressive sound. Yeah. And the album you know? does have that, but this particular song, for some reason, goes again, is... It, it has that. It has everything that you, I guess, but it seems to be bright. Mm. I'll have to check it out because I haven't had a chance really, to listen really to it yet. Interesting because uh, the um, Martin Gore has a, a good baritone, but um, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm not sorry. David Gahan has a good baritone, but Martin mm-hmm. Gore has a, has um, a great tenor. So uh, they actually, their voices blend really well together on this song. So I am very, very, very excited. Plus, I get to go to Quebec City to go see the concert, which is one of my favorite cities in the entire world, it's where pretty, I will have spot. some fondue at La Grola. I will have a fondue fest, cheese fondue to open, Chinese fondue just in the middle, and a chocolate fondue to end. You're going to fondue the hell out of Quebec City. <laughs> so, yes, it's going to be a happy me weekend. Cool. Yeah, so I've got something for you that I guess you're not aware of. No, you're probably right because uh, I fell asleep on the floor at eight o'clock yesterday. (laughs) I was so tired. Well, you just talked about your beaver sweetie and how he's able to put pressure on his ankle and not roll it. Oh, no, you're talking to Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to see a player in such distress, and that's fairly. Oh no, she's had so many problems with injury, hasn't she? What can I bring? What do you need? Okay, that's all I can take. Uh, I watched that. I watched that happen. Because uh, I slipped on the floor. Because the, 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 I was watching the match and then there was a rain delay. Because then I was just laying on a hard surface to sort of like just alleviate some pain in my back. Mm. And then when I turned the match back on, uh, I was watching it. She's playing uh, Ekaterina Alexandrova, who was uh, showed incredible sportsmanship, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, during all of that, uh, she actually had went and got her ice and all of that. Um, but I yeah. just feel bad for Bianca because she's had a couple of rough years uh, injury-wise, right? She, she really had has. COVID and I like, damn. And she was playing well. She was winning in that set. She had lost the first set, 7-6. Mm-hmm. 
tiebreaker, but she was up 2-0 in that set. Uh, and um, I've screamed like that mm. only a few, few, few times in my life. I was a dancer. I screamed like that only a few times in my life. And those are severe I injuries. I recognize yeah. that scream. That is not a good scream. No. And, uh, and th that the screaming kept on like for several minutes and she oh, yeah. screamed like this. I've never felt pain like this in my life before. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I, I just hope it isn't career ending for her, but it, it could very well be, Yeah, you know, or it, it is severely career hampering for her in the sense that she'll, you know, will she ever be able to play at the same level that she once did? Because the thing is, Maybe they can physically recover a hundred percent, you know, with some of the new sports medicine today, it's quite amazing what they can do, but the psychological barrier is there. Um, you know, instead of pushing yourself past that, pushing yourself to the edge of the envelope and sometimes past it. And, and, you know, it sounds, that may sound kind of silly in tennis, but, um, you move fast in that sport, your knees and your ankles take torture. And if she's going to be, you know, have that psychological barrier of I'm going to hurt myself, you're going to hold back and you're never going to be able to be yourself again, which was always the fear. Um, I personally had for Eric Carlson when his Achilles tendon was one millimeter, one millimeter from being sliced in two. Yeah. The fact that he was able to come back and play hockey at all at the NHL level was mind numbing to me. And, you know, he had a successful career after that, but it's, yeah. you know, well, that, you, it's going to take a lot of psychological uh, work to get through this period. Well, that was the thing for me when I had the surgery, when I had my legs fixed, because they had to actually break my leg to fix it. And then I had to learn to walk all over again from scratch yeah. and rebuild my leg. Uh, for about 10 years, I did not jump. I did not run. Mm -hmm. I did that thing like you would not believe. And I think it was like, Several years ago, I was playing tennis with a friend, and because and, and again, I was just sort of like sauntering around the court. And if the ball was a little too far, I wasn't going to go for it. And then at one point, I was just playing one day, and I just realized, wait a minute, I sprinted like hell for that, didn't I? Mm. I had got so much into the game that I'd forgotten to baby my knee, and I was like, oh wait a minute, I can do this. But that was like a solid fifteen years after the surgery. Yeah. I was scared. So at that point, like, you know, it, it, if she was to go that long between being able to go, you know, push her to the, to the level, it's like her career would be well over. So oh, I, yeah. when I, I tore my I shoulder happy. a few I was years happy. ago. Yeah. I was happy just to be able to be walking and like dance a little bit in the club and that was good enough for me. I wasn't going to push it. Mm. Well, when I tore my shoulder a few years ago, that was kind of, that's it for paddling sports for me. No more dragon boating. Nope. Not doing it anymore. I cannot go through that pain ever again. Yeah. That was the worst thing I'd ever experienced. And, well, uh, that's the thing too, right? It's like, that was the, whenever my knee would go, I would, you know, when you have like sounds in your body, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that cavernous echo feel, because I can hear the sound my knee makes when it dislocates, like it's etched in my memory, you know, like that, that uh, statement that Kristen Blasey Ford said, like indelible in the hippocampus, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that sound. Like, listen, that sound is sickening, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh. So, yeah, um, nobody likes to see that. Uh, what happened to Bianca there, that's just, uh, that's just rough. It's harsh. In positive news, though, yeah. um, you remember Dave Tiger Williams? Okay. 
Yes. You, know, you remember who he was, right? Mm-hmm. Hockey player, played in the NHL for about 14 seasons. Um, he, uh, he has the most penalty minutes in NHL history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always said he wasn't very smart, but he's worth about 2 or $3 billion. He's okay. kind of smart when it comes to real estate anyway. So last night in um, overtime shootout, uh, Michael Pizzetta, who plays for the Montreal Canadiens, this was in Buffalo, and I got to show you this. I'm just going to show you the tail end, so it's about five seconds worth. We can get away with that. Okay. <laughs> so check this out. This is his celebration after he scored against Buffalo. <laughs> Doing the Tiger Dave. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Oh, Riding the stick down the ice and pointing at the, at the at the Habs fans in the stands. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, oh. Yeah, Tiger Dave was famous for that. That's and 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 Michael Pozzetta. There's a story about it in the Montreal Gazette, and he was saying uh, after scoring the winner, it was definitely a tribute to Tiger Williams. Uh, I think it was just like heck. I might never get a chance where if I score, it's to win the game. I know maybe it was a little bit much, but it's funny, and I think I'll definitely remember it. So I thought, yeah, yeah, you know. That's a cute little, you know, a sad story to start the show and a, and a happier story to start the show. And we're going right. to send our best uh, wishes and, and thoughts to uh, Bianca that uh, she has a quick recovery. I mean, I don't know her from a hole in the wall, but you hate to see somebody suffer when they're, when she's yeah. at work, right? Yeah. She was injured on the job at work. Yep. And so, she just managed to get herself back into the top 32, which means that she was a seed again. Just, yeah. just all that hard work. So here's hoping, you know, she can recover and, and get back to her, her, uh, her top level plane. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have other things in the news. Uh, there was lots of things I wanted to talk about, uh, but, uh, one of the things that has come up is stateside. Uh, there's been another shooting mm-hmm. and this time because it happened at a Christian private school and it was a former student, and the former student happens to identify as transgender. Oh, I didn't know that. everybody, right, can be a shooter, right? It's like when they did the movie Basic Instinct many years ago, and Sharon Stone was playing a bisexual character Mm -hmm. who may be a serial killer. And everybody lost their minds. Yeah. Like, oh, you're portraying gays as serial killers. Well, it's like, why can't we be serial killers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I know. <laughs> you know, no, but I mean, right? It's like anybody can be, doesn't matter. So, um, but they are deciding that um, they are not going to focus on the part about guns. They're focusing upon the part about trans. Of course, because, you know, that's the part that kills people. Yeah. um, You've got... (sighs) Yeah, I know, I know. You've got uh, people like... uh, I'm not even going to show the thing, but uh, Marjorie... uh, uh, Perjury Trader Greed. Mm -hmm. How much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender national school shooter taking? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. Yes, because every single school shooting or just general mass shooting in the history of the United States up until this point was done by a transgender person that nobody knew was transgender. Right, and, and, and not only just transgender, but transgender in the process of 
perhaps transitioning so on hormones and all stuff like just well it's it's like, one of the things when this happens um they always bring up Dunblane in Scotland. 26 years ago, uh, a gunman committed a, a mass shooting uh, in Scotland. And immediately afterwards, the UK enacted very strict gun laws. You know how many mass shootings they've had or school shootings they've had in the United Kingdom? The whole of the United Kingdom since that day in 1996? I believe the number is zero. That is correct, sir. Mm. So I would say gun reform and gun restrictions and gun laws and gun regulations work and as army chris has said he said on on the podcast he goes some most people should never hold a gun (laughs) he's a gun guy but he'd be the first one to tell you look uh, legislation uh training um licensing uh regular you know all of these things play into it because you give a gun to the average person and they don't they're going to shoot themselves yeah so you got stuff like this going on. The female Nashville shooter identifies as a man. Should we just blame white men again? Again, perjury, traitor, greed. We have this one here. What a ridiculous. Traitor taught. How soon till terrible tragedy of national shooting is totally out of the news now that the shooter is known to be trans. And then this one, of course, Laura Ingraham. Uh, just just like this big, big meme. A trans killer. Never will a shooter have gotten so much coverage. Oh, no. In this case, in this case, the story is going to be the shooter. Of course. Not the victims. Well, you know, one of the arguments yesterday was, well, we should just start arming the teachers and giving more armament to the security guards because that worked real well in Uvalde, Texas, where 376 police officers showed up and not one of them did a damn thing to stop the shooter because they were afraid of the shooter who had an AR-15 and was loaded up with ammunition. Good guy with a gun theory goes right out the window there. One person with an AR-15, 376 police officers. And they did nothing. Right. So, piss off with that shit. Don't come to me with that. Because there's not an argument you can make that will uh, present that will make sense. Not a one. Gun control works. And if you're freaked out about, well, what if the government, you ever heard of a... Uh, a Black Hawk helicopter? <laughs> How about an F-22 or an F-35 or a drone? There's a comedian who does a bit where he says we should have the national NRA versus the government games where you've got two guys from the military and you've got uh, a group of 150 or 200 of these NRA AR-15, my rights, fellas. He says they'll all stand around in a circle and say... Um, you know, here's the, here's the show. Here's how it starts. And the interviewer says to the end, are you ready? Well, I'm armed up. I got my AR-15s. I got my semi-autos. We're ready to go. Woohoo! Let's get started. And okay. And sir, you're, uh, your name, I'm a uh, Sergeant, uh, Bill Coe in this sense. Uh, and, uh, uh, I'm a drone operator. Um, are we going to get started? Yeah. Yeah. You can go ahead and get started. Okay. I'm just, uh, there's my drone and I'm going to launch a, uh, couple of missiles and uh, they're all dead so that that's it yeah and that's the end of the nra versus the uh, u.s government games for this year 
It's uh, once again, it is um, one for the uh, the government and zero for the NRA again this year because a drone with uh, high powered missiles will take out anybody with an AR 15. The absurdity of it all. You've lost your mic, sir. <coughs> Sorry. I've, yeah, I've heard that clip. I've heard that comedy bit. It's just uh, <laughs> these people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just, they think because they have that much power in their hands that, you know. Well, <sighs> they, they they have a, well, <laughs> You know what the gun is making up for, right? <laughs> yes, I do. And then uh, this, Mr. Grizzly, few has been going around uh, with regard to. Uh... Aren't you guys tired of covering this? Yeah, we can't show this for too long. Having to cover all of these mass shootings. I'm from Highland Park family vacation with my son visiting my sister-in-law. I have been lobbying in DC since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying and why are we failing them? Gun violence is the number one killer. That's so as much as we can uh, show of that. She um, just basically, as the cameramen were like packing everything up, she just basically walked up to the mic and started talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that as well. We got to be cautious about what we can air because uh, I have to put a a, a a disclaimer that that has aired in the United States. So they might they might shut us down for that one. Just giving you the heads up. Okay. Um, I don't know how now this was able to use the clip then, but anyway. So yeah. Well, that's on Twitter. Uh, that's different. Of, this is this is a rebroadcast, right? Uh, so gotcha. that's the difference right gotcha. there. Right? Gotcha. That's the difference right there. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, um, just sad things going on. Yeah, um, it's all terrible. All around. And uh, of course, it's just another opportunity for the hyenas to gather and start feasting on the carcass. Yeah. So, I mean, the bodies aren't even cold yet. No, no, no. This is not the time um, to discuss in- politics. Yeah, no, this is exactly the time to discuss it. Exactly yeah. the time to discuss it. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, right. uh, today is the big news in Canada is that it's budget day. So mm-hmm. uh, Finance Minister Christian Freeland uh, has bought her shoes and uh, will be delivering it today. A lot of journalists will uh, be uh, in lockup most of mm-hmm. the morning and early afternoon until uh, the budget is officially tabled in the House of Commons. And uh, then they'll be free to talk more about it. However, there is some preview talk about it. It appears that the budget will contain a one-time grocery payment, uh, a one-time administered through the GST credit, which will affect 11 million Canadians at a cost of about $2 billion. It's labeled as a grocery credit. It will be a one-time payment of $200 to $500 that can be used on anything. So as uh, Jagmeet Singh said, we've been calling for doubling of the GST rebate, which is putting more money in people's pockets. It looks like that's been rebranded a grocery rebate. It's basically a doubling of the GST rebate for this fiscal year as well. 
but they're calling it a grocery rebate. Now you've got people um, like, um, well, how would I put it? Uh, you've got people wondering why it on the side, of course, mm-hmm. wondering uh, how it is that people are going to make sure that uh, these people who are getting this government largesse will be spending this on groceries and how it's so terrible that they're not obligated to spend it on groceries. Because, yes, today conservatives want another extra level of costly bureaucracy to make sure that the most vulnerable on us have as little flexibility with their money as possible. Mm. Oh! Wait a minute, now I see why it is that you want that. I see why it is that you want more more verification for people who qualify to get a GST rebate to see if they spent the money on food than you want, let's say, bankers getting CEWS money, for example. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't even need to get me started on that one. Punch down on the poor, punch down on the poor. They found that out in the United States too, as well, eh? When they're hiring all these new IRS employees mm. and the Republicans are saying they're coming to get you, uh, it actually turns out that the IRS wasn't able to do tax returns and audits at the level that they could do in the 1960s. So they would always do audits of people that were very, very poor. Yeah, because... Because they could be done quickly, they could be done online, and they didn't have the money to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, punch down. Always punching down, or or as they called it in CRA under the Harper years, low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you have uh, conservatives like uh, Garnet Jenis, who I do not know. How it is that he is still in caucus? Because at every time I hear a conservative talking about they care about gay rights, in any way, shape, or form, it's like you are sharing benches with a man who literally campaigned for years to keep literal torture legal longer mm-hmm. and you have not made him suffer any consequence you have not booted him from caucus and you still sit with him so don't come and tell me but this freak anyway said this money helps but it's not addressing the core problem which is out of control inflation across the board i think people will be able to see through that well of course people will be able to see through that because this money is not meant to deal with the issue of controlling inflation. This money is <laughs> meant to help the more most vulnerable among us deal with the impacts of the core problem. The whole of the budget and everything that the Bank of Canada is doing, that's what hopefully will address inflation. This particular bit of money is not there to help address inflation, to help you, it's to help address the fact that you can't afford inflation. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know. He's uh, parler pour parler, talking for talking. Of course. Well, I don't know if you Um, saw any of the responses that Glenn McGregor got for uh, reporting on, you know, finance minister Christian Phelan makes traditional new shoes purchased in advance of tomorrow's federal budget. A pair of simple black heels from Simon's on sale for $112.94 all in. The replies to that tweet, (laughs) oh my God, unbelievable. You know, the thing is, when it, the finance minister was a man, they usually bought a pair of $500 Clarks or Dax or something to that extent. Right. Five to $600 uh, 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 Oxford brogues Lovers. or wingtips, right? Right. And it was like, oh, well, there's this new shoes for them. They've been doing this whenever they since 1955. Whenever, 
Yeah, and whenever they had to show restraint or showing they were getting to work, then it would be a pair of sneakers. Yes, yes, yes. So she buys a pair of comfortable uh, heels from Simons, which is a Canadian company. They have a store here in the Rideau Center in downtown Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, for $112.94. And people are freaking out about this. And I'm like, I wonder, but would they have freaked out if it was a man? Would they have freaked out if it was a con man? Pun intended. Mm-hmm. See, the thing with that question, that like normally I would say the answer that you would expect. And then the other side goes, but then again, this is the party that got really upset when Trudeau bought nice donuts from, <laughs> from a Canadian company. Store. So, and like, I'm sitting there and it's like, hmm, let's see, uh, could it be a female thing or could it just be that true it's, liberals breathing yeah. thing? <laughs> well, the, the donut Maybe one it's is, two and one. the donut one is the one that kills me. They freaked out because he spent all this money on donuts for, for his support staff from a local donut maker in Winnipeg that pays their employees a living wage, gives them yep. proper vacation time and sick pay. And they it's freaked out. They, it's all that first singling. They went nuts. Like he's supporting the the man. But no matter what he does, he can't win. Right. But they complain about the virtue singling, but complaining about poor people getting an extra two hundred dollars and oh my god, are you sure that they're going to spend it all on groceries? That's not virtue signaling. Right? No, no. Who who cares if they spend it on cigarettes? The money's just going right back into the economy for Christ's sake. And you know what? They're going to uh, spend it on groceries. Most likely, right? Because people got to eat. Some people are going to go out and get pissed to the gills. That's going to happen. They would have done it otherwise without the extra money. It just gives them one more day to go on a rampage. It's basically beer and popcorn again. Yeah. Yeah. That beer and popcorn comment again. Just different form, but can't trust those pores. But you can trust the billionaires who robbed us blind and destroyed the economy globally in 2008. How many bankers went to jail again? That's right. One in Iceland. Yep. yep. <laughs> in the budget, other things that will be there, uh, there will be, well, for students who have got an RESP, Registered Education Savings Plan, they will now be able to withdraw $8,000 annually from it rather than $5,000. Okay. So that limit's going to be That's cool. Uh, there will be uh, some moves to match what President Joe Biden has done in the United States with his Inflation Reduction Act, which is basically a green act mm-hmm. um, for all intents and purposes. Uh, hydrogen and clean tech tax credits will that were proposed in last fall's economic statement will be fleshed out in this budget, and there will be a 30% tax credit for capital, capital investment costs in green tech manufacturing equipment. Uh, we can't match the United States dollar for dollar. Of course, so we have to pick certain sectors and be very uh, strategic about them. Um, but uh, that's uh, part of the way that we are uh, doing that. One of the difference between us and the United States is that we do have carbon regulatory pricing and the United States does not. Um, so the United States does have to focus much more on uh, technology and hoping, hoping that there will be some magical solution that comes down. Uh, whereas uh, we have one of the... Yeah, if you call it a, a table, one of the four legs of the table that you absolutely must have to have a credible climate fault policy, which is carbon regulation pricing. And to that effect, it looks like the government will take some steps to lock in its carbon pricing system legislatively to make it harder to repeal. Uh, apparently, in uh, 
the word on the tweet is that in the inner circles, they're calling it the Polliver Insurance. <laughs> and it looks like another thing that will be there is a scrapping of junk fees, which are hidden charges tacked on to a product or service that inflates the final cost. Mm. Um, there'll be other things in the budget, of course, uh, because Christopher Freeland has been talking about restraint. Uh, she, she has sent the note to all the ministers saying that if you've got some asks, not more than a certain number, and if you have some asks, you've got to come to me with certain things that you're going to cut in your department help fund them. Um, but uh, we have pressures from healthcare, we have pressures from the United States wanting us to spend more on defense, particularly NORAD. Uh, we've got uh, housing that we need to build because especially if we're going to be bringing in 500,000 new citizens per year. Um, so there's lots of uh, things to, on which to spend money as well. So that's one thing, whether or not the government will still stay on track for the 2007-2008, I believe, balanced budget that they said they would achieve in the last budget is also a concern given uh, rising interest rates, rising costs to service the debt, um, and a Bank of Canada that is trying to cool the economy. So there you go. Um, those are the things that we can be uh, looking forward to in the budget. Uh, also later this week, uh, the report uh, about... Uh, um, the public inquiry into the events in Porto Peak. Um, oh, yes, yeah, will yeah, be, yeah. be released this week as well. Um, that should be an interesting take. I'm, I'm curious to read that report. Um, yeah. The abject failure of the RCMP in that particular instance, uh, as he was well known to have been not a good man for a long time, and they just let him get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, another little note on um, what happened in, uh, at the school shooting in Tennessee that I forgot to mention. Uh, one positive thing that has happened in the coverage is that the spokesperson for the police force is referring to the attacker mm -hmm. uh, with proper pronouns. Uh, so while people are trying to do their things on one end, at least from the law enforcement side, that's going well. And uh, just a reminder that Tennessee is the first state to have banned drag. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying this has anything to do with it. No, 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 no. Well, that's why Dolly Parton said, you know, she hopes she doesn't get outlawed because... Yeah, but we're... Right now at the speculation phase, right? But it could very well be possible that a transgendered person mm -hmm. who attended that school, who may have been bullied, who now sees their state as... Making them illegal for existing? Yeah. And Batting Drake might not may have felt the walls closing in, and who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We may. Know. Apparently, there was a manifesto written. I don't know yeah. if that's true. I heard that rumor. This was the 129th mass shooting in the United States this year. It's March 27th. When it there hasn't been 129 days in the year yet. No, no. Do you, do you see how absurd that is? Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. Um, here's uh, here's the April Fool's joke for you, um, because April Fool's Day is uh, Saturday, is it not? I believe so, yes. Yeah, let's just check the old calendar here, and uh, Saturday is April Fool's Day. Look at that. Well, here's what's happening on April Fool's Day. Mm. National shutdown protests remove the Liberals. We are demanding that the Governor General of Canada use her authority to remove the Liberals for unconstitutional governance. They tried this already with their MOU. 
unconstitutional governance of our country isn't a thing. It's not a thing. It's rigged elections, broken democracy. Oh, that bullshit thing. Elections Canada and the head of the, uh, what was it, the conservative uh, individual in the conservative party oversees the election said there was no interference. Yep. It, there was never interference. It's about influence, and we don't even know what took place there. So April 1st, the gathering. Morning prayer, drum circles. I'm biting my tongue on the expletives that are in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Artist Music Showcase, ACLF, ACL Freedom, ACLF Freedom. I don't even know what the hell that is. Various speakers to be announced, veterans call to action. April 2nd, culture and ceremonies, morning prayer, drum circle, morning prayer, drum circle. Every day they're having a morning prayer and a drum circle. It's five days they're doing this. Do they have jobs or am I paying for this? Because something tells me I'm paying for this. It's either through EI or uh, welfare, which I'm going to continue to pay for. Don't get me wrong. But um, go to work. Contribute. This, this, is, this is a joke. You tried this once. You failed miserably. You will fail again. And if anybody thinks about camping in my neighborhood and causing havoc like you did a year ago, all of my compassion was used up at that time. I have no compassion for you. I have no patience for you. And I have no tolerance for you if you try that shit again. You will be met with an unkind voice. And we will not tolerate it. You will need to call the police against us because we will encircle you. We will shout you down. We will not allow you to take over our community again. We will not allow you to do what you did a year ago and while the police stood by and did nothing. I have every reason to believe that the, the Ottawa Police Force, the RCMP, the OPP, will uh, do the, the bang-up job that they did the last couple of times they tried this shit. Right. I have every reason to believe that none of this, what we saw a year ago, will ever take place in this city ever again. It was never a protest. It was an occupation. And I got to get off that topic because I want to go to work in a happy mood. Mr. Grizzly, I think we have a show. We do indeed, sir. All right, kids. That's the end of this episode of The Daily Beaver. We hope you loved listening to us because we very, very, very much enjoyed making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring, so please give us your word of mouth. Let your peeps know about us. Because democracy is something that you do, please still be writing your senators, your MPs, your MPPs, your media outlets. Let them know that uh, you demand better, that they are, what they are doing right now is just not good enough. Not good enough. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly-friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are greatly appreciated. Thank you so very much. Ah, Kit Endlin says, great show. Have an awesome day. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We love to hear from you, so please reach us on our Facebook, True North Eager Beaver, our Twitter feed, at True Eager, or by email at TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to us via our pod page, podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver, with a hyphen between each one of those words, lowercase letters. And when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, we'll come straight to you. And Jit Jen says, Kit Jen says, Douglas, you look gorgeous in pink. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. See, that, that, that. sunshine to my day. Uh, why not subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel 
If that's where you're watching us right now, well, then smash that button, subscribe and like. That helps us out big time. We're trying to get to 2,000. So, uh, well, 1,000 first, then 2,000, <laughs> so that we can monetize it. So, if you just uh, follow Mr. Grizzly's finger there, if you're watching and uh, press that button, uh, that would be wonderful. We would love you. Uh, we can't do this without your kind and generous support. Sorry, my nose is itchy. There we go. Uh, so a fool. <laughs> I'm going to kiss it. <laughs> I just kissed a fool. <laughs> uh, if you feel that we've done a particularly good show, uh, if you're watching, you can scan the QR code right above or beside Mr. Grizzly's head right there. And uh, that will bring you to our emergency hot chocolate Guinness Caesar uh, coffee fund. Depends on the day never know what we might buy. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> you can use those beautiful fingers to go to our coffee page. That's coffee, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver, all in one word, lowercase letters. And there you can make your contribution. We appreciate every single nickel. Thank you very much. Um, well, um, from the Beaver Lodge. This is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it could be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom, please. Don't spill hot coffee in your lap. Did you just do that? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I almost did it just before we started, though. And I went into, I was like, oh, and it was like, Hot, very hot at the time. It was very close. I almost did it. We would have started late had that happened, but it, it, it didn't happen. So don't just be cautious. When you have a hot beverage, be careful in how you handle it. You don't want to burn yourself or hurt others. Mm. It's just, you just took a little before. So I thought, oh, you just did that, did you? Because <laughs> I was going to say, you, looked, you, 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 you remained amazingly calm for the hot coffee hitting you. <laughs> I would have jumped. <laughs> Mr. Grizzly, roll the credits, please. <laughs> you are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. everyone. Have a great day. See you. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. 
Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.